So welcome everyone. I'm Solyndran Buller, your host of Real Moms, and we're about to have a real conversation with a super mom. Our guest today is Tanya Gill, currently a flight attendant and esthetician and a spa owner, courageous, big-hearted mother of three who studied psychology in Vancouver. She holds a walkathon annually called Steps for SIDS. Steps for SIDS, which has raised not only awareness of SIDS, but has also raised over $45,000 for BC Children's Hospital. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you, Sal. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, this is awesome. I so, so wanted to have you. As you know, we've uh, discussed that. Uh, and, you know, your, your journey this far has been just an amazing, amazing, inspiring journey. And I thought that, you know, we need to get uh, Tanya on here so uh, she can share a little bit about herself. So, Tanya, tell us a little bit about your background and the challenges that you have overcome. Um, my background, um, what can I say? Um, as a child, in my childhood, um, I uh, was born in Victoria, then we moved uh, to Calgary, and then moved back to Surrey. Um, but uh, my challenges um, were my dad, him, he passed away when I was about eight and a half, nine years old. And then um, I had a little brother named Kenny, that, that was sick all his life. Um, he was born with a lot of um, illnesses and diseases from childbirth and um, I helped raise him and um, uh, he passed away as well um, 12 years ago and wow. so I had a lot of um, a lot of life challenges I would say mm -hmm. and then nine years ago my own son passed away uh, so that that must have that must have been a huge huge shakeup, of course, in your life. You know, talk about big life challenges. And how did you overcome all of this, Tanya? Well, I have a strong faith belief, and also I'm very spiritual as well. And I think that really helped me a lot. And um, no, and since I was a child, I always thought to myself until this day that there's other people in the world that is worse than you. Mm -hmm. And this really helped carry me on. Mm -hmm. And I just kept on saying that there's worse people in the world, there's worse people in the world. Like when I was a child, we, when my dad passed, we lost our house, we lost everything. We were living in living in a basement suite, and uh, we didn't even have five dollars for milk. Wow! And how old were you, Tanya, at the time when your father passed away? Sorry, eight, eight and a half. Eight, eight and, and a half. half. Nine years old. Yeah. And you were the only daughter, or was there no, any other? I have an older sister, and then it was me, and then my younger brother, Kenny. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so. Uh, when I was about 14, I started working and helping paying bills and uh, make sure the place is running. <laughs> wow. Talk about having to step it up. 
Yeah. And how, how was your mother handling all of this, Tanya? Um, my mom, um, she had a tough life as well, especially losing her husband at such a young age. She was only 32. Wow. And having a sick child as well. And um, so we helped support her and um, we tried to make life a little bit more easier for my mom. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And so at 14, at 14, Tanya, you're, a, you're, you know, in my eyes, uh, you know, most of the audience would also consider that you yourself are a child at that age. Absolutely. Yes. What, what were you, what were you going through internally? What were you, re, what were some of those real internal dialogues that you were having? Well, I, I did say to myself, like, you know, when you see your other friends, like, go on holidays or I uh, have family moments, you know, special occasions and birthdays. And I always wanted that too. And, mm -hmm. but I, but I couldn't, but I was always just still grateful that I had a roof over my head. I had food on the table mm -hmm. and I was just grateful for the littlest things. Mm. And I think that really helped me. Wow. And then, um, uh, you know, I know that you had said uh, earlier that, um, you know, your son had SIDS. Now, you know, some of our audience does not know what is SIDS. Can you explain what that is? SIDS is sudden infant death syndrome, and it happens from zero to 24 months of age. And there is no cause or cure of why it happens. Uh, they have no answer to why it happens. It happens to all healthy babies. Really? And it can happen and it can happen uh, in the womb um, where it's still birth, born, born, sorry. Yes. And um, it can happen while their babies up to 24 months. Wow. And so your young son. Now I know that um, you know uh, we introduced you as a mother of 3. And I know that that was a request of yours. Um, yes. can, you, can you just elaborate on that as well? Well, we always say we're, uh, we have three children. We would never disinclude him in our um, children that are still here with us. You know, so that's why we always say we have three. So you have two daughters. Yeah, yes. I have a daughter. Her name is Azaria, and she's going to be 14 in June. And then our youngest one now um, is going to be eight in August. And your son uh, would have been how old? He would have been, he's, he would have turned 10 on our anniversary. Mm. Mm. He, was, he was born on our anniversary. Wow. And what were you faced with when, I mean, walk us through, you went into the room, um, you had put him down. Uh, how did you find that this had happened? Well, th this is the story. That day we were going to do um, his party, just a welcome party with the whole like family and friends. We invited everybody over that day. Um, this was February 19th, yes. uh, 2011, mm -hmm. and um, 
we got catering um, coming and we had everything getting ready. Yes. Um, and he was, we were going to put him down for a nap. Um, and um, we put him down in his crib and there was no bumper pads, no extra blankets, no stuffed animals. You know, we had a, our daughter before, so we know how to put him to sleep. Right. So, and, and every mother knows a routine of how long the baby is going to um, sleep. And, you know, they might take an hour nap. They might take two hours. You know, they, you have a routine, right. Of how many months they are. Yes. And so I knew at that time he was only going to take about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes nap. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I had to go and pick up my mom from uh, Abbotsford airport and um, Robbie, my husband, he was here at home and he's like, you know what, just leave him here, let him rest because everybody's going to be picking him up, you know, at nighttime and then he's going to get so tired. And so the monitor was on, everything was quiet at home and uh, Robbie was home with him and I was confident that Robbie's fine with him and, um, and I took Azaria with me and I had this weird sensation inside, like a motherly sensation. And I felt this thing, a little bit of anxiety inside. I'm like, something's weird. I'm feeling weird. And I went into the room and I checked up on him and he was totally fine. And I said, should I take him? Should I not take him? Like I had this. Motherly intuition. Yes. 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 And then, um, Rob's like, no, just leave him. Just you go quickly and come back. So I did talk to Rob on the highway and I said, oh, how did you check up on him? He's like, yeah, he's totally fine. He's, he's sleeping. And then when I got my mom, I was getting really anxious. And I said, mom, come on, hurry up, hurry up. And she's like, what happened to you? And I said, I don't know, but I let's just hurry. Um, so then I we went back on the highway and um, I called Rob then, but he wasn't answering the phone. And um, then by the time we got to my stop sign and I just lived like three houses down from the stop sign, I, I saw like um, uh, ambulance, fire, fire truck, and fire rescue and every everything like I saw everything and then I just kind of got this overwhelming feeling and I got to my house and I saw a policewoman standing there and I just pointed to her saying this is this is my house yes and then she was shocked to see me and then I said to my mom, I'm like, mom, what's going on in the house? So I just thought maybe something small, okay, maybe Robbie got burnt or something or like getting things ready. I don't, you know, you wouldn't think of anything. Yes. Then um, once they, uh, one of that police woman, she took my daughter, oh, let me show you the car sirens, police car. And then I knew something really serious happened and um, I got to the door and then the, and there was another policewoman there 
and she just said um, you can't come in I said no I'm the owner of this house right what happened and it was really quiet the house was really quiet and um, then I just she she goes oh you are you the mom and I go oh I go yes I'm I'm the mom and then she couldn't tell me and she just grabbed my hands like this and then she just said she just took a big breath and I go you need to say it I said it's your job to say it what happened I'm like tell me and then she just went like this and she was your son's no more and then on my heart I just went like this and I just went deep, big deep breath and I just um like I just felt like tons of bricks just hit me wow and then just and then um I saw Robbie and he was a mess because he was trying to revive him and oh. yeah it was just um well Robbie when he, Robbie saw him um he said he was he his eyes rolled rolled back he didn't he saw something different he, he didn't understand what and he touched him and he was cold and then that's when Robbie called 911 and um, then they came and Robbie knows CPR as well so Robbie already started doing that and um, but yeah he was already long gone even before Robbie tried Wow so it must have been you feel during your travel to pick your mother up yeah wow i mean uh the emotions must have been so overwhelming for yourself for robbie for uh your daughter everyone that was there i mean imagine someone who's supposed to present you with this information as a professional right you were having a hard time right did you ever question that, you know, if you had done things differently, maybe things would have worked out differently? No, because I think if I would have took him in the car, because on the highway, on number one highway, um, on, on our way back home, a semi-truck cut us off. And we all, three cars in front of me, like we almost crashed into each other. So I feel if I bring him with me, we could have gotten an accident. Hmm. So I think it was just meant to be that he just had to go. And, and God, yeah. God took him back. And um, did, you, did you at any point look at the situation and, and you know, compare this to you know, I lost my father, I lost my brother, and now I've lost my son. Did you ever, ever look at that and say, which one would have been the hardest? Or were each of them so unique? Like how much more could a woman handle? You know, I think losing your child is the worst thing ever. Mm. It's, um, I, that, feeling from a mother's point of view it's I can't even explain that 
certain pain. Mm. Like I've lost my grandparents now, like I explained, my dad, my brother. And then losing your child is the worst. And do you feel the pain has decreased over the years? The pain is still there. It will never uh, go away. But you learn to live and carry on differently. And you see life in a different way. How so? Well, time is precious. So when you are spending time with your family, any little moment is so significant where you need to enjoy that and really embrace it and really be grateful and uh, just enjoy that time with your family and your kids, you know? So it really means a lot to me just to spend time with my kids. Any little moment I have, I know I'm very busy flying and with the spa, but any time I have, I need to spend it with my family. With your family. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, for as long as I've known you, uh, your radiant smile, I mean, no one would know your story. No one. You're just uh, an incredible contributor to, to wherever you walk, I tell you. It's so, it's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. How have uh, your priorities changed now? You know, how have, how have they changed? You know, I know that your, your daughter that you had after you lost your son, how have they changed? Well, my, well, my daughter I had uh, before I lost my son. And um, Azan was my middle son who passed away. And now I have Azanik. Mm. is my youngest. Okay. So, um, Azaria, she really helped us carry on. Mm. She, she's our rock. Because when I used to see her face and I just saw light, you know, mm -hmm. and um, so that really helped a lot as well. Um, priorities would be my family, because any moment anything can change, right? Just like how God took my son in like split second, you know, you want to appreciate life. Um the most. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and what's the life lesson that stuck with you all these years? The life lessons that stuck with me would be all the life uh, challenges that I've had since I was a child and now. Mm -hmm. They all really taught me a lot of different things in different ways. Mm -hmm. and, um, and like I said in the beginning, of I'm I always I never thought that oh um, I'm this way or I'm that way I always thought humbled and be grateful and appreciative of every little thing and always thought to myself that there are worse things in life than this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow carrying forward talk about that and now um is there anything that really overwhelms you even today? 
overwhelmed? I wouldn't say so. I would maybe, um, I feel a lot for peop uh, kids who are sick. Um, I You'll need to move in closer to your microphone. Yes, yes. Could you hear me, Sal? No, I can, yes. Yeah, a little, okay, had, little, had a little hiccup there. And, and uh, Tanya, what motivates you? Because I know you're, you're, you're a huge radiant smile. That's all I know of you is that you're always smiling and, you know, um, it, it's amazing. So share with us what motivates you. Um, my motivation is my children um, uh, and uh, and also just like just my prayers every day and um, just want to be a hardworking person to help um, show my kids, you know, as they grow up that uh, you can do this too. And no matter what comes your way, um, no matter what battle comes and, and what challenges come your way, you face it and you go through it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and just that's really in encouraging and uh, I like to help people. And, um, and um, I like love as well. I love I love people and I love my family and and that just really helps motivate me to do more you know mm -hmm. and, love uh, and I love sharing my story as well mm -hmm. and I love talking about Azan my son I have no shame of talking about it Yes, no, it, it, you're definitely a very strong individual having gone through what you have now, share with us, what is your greatest strength as a mother and your most challenging weakness, if there is something? Um, my greatest strength would be that um, any uh, life challenges that I've had, I faced them all and I went through it and anything that will come out my way, I will handle it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I do it, but I just do it. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's that life force that keeps you going, which is which is beautiful and it's contagious, um, and and I think that that's awesome. And so, and your and your most challenging weakness is there one? Um, my weakness would be um, seeing people suffer, because I like to help them. I wish I could like help everybody that uh, I come across who is suffering or, or children who are suffering because of my experience with Kenny in the hospital and then having Azan pass away. And um, my heart just goes out to them. Um, but yeah, I would say that. Now you hold a walkathon annually, uh, you know, uh, Steps for SIDS. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Share that with us. Well, Steps for SIDS, um, we uh, created uh, this uh, charity. So all the proceeds go to the Pathology Research Clinic at BC Children's Hospital and uh, to help find funds, uh, to get funds to help find a cure 
-hmm. And um, there is no cure for SIDS. And we want to create that awareness for people and, and get people to help share their stories and not be um, ashamed of it because a lot of, especially in our community, they think it's your fault that that's why your children die just oh, yes. without any reason. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's the first I've heard that, but I'm sure it exists if you say it exists. Yeah, like we've had a lot of people say to us as well, like, um, what did you do wrong? Mm. So, so then that, that's why it's uh, important to us to share with everyone that it's not anybody's fault and that uh, we can find an answer for this. Um, it is sad that um, even in the United States and even in Canada, there is no cure and they're still doing research on it and um and so that's why we're trying to uh do this uh, so we can get the community together and the walkathon we try to do every year and, and this year it's going to be august uh 22nd at northbury secondary school okay. and that's off of 160th and 96th avenue and um, uh, also, anybody can give us a call. Um, uh, my number is 604-807-7013. Okay. Um, for the walkathon, uh, you can call Rob, um, my husband, uh, 604-377-8442. Wonderful. And is there any other way that the audience, if there is anyone that has any questions, if they would like to contact you? Um, Absolutely. They can call me anytime. Um, any questions or any uh, support even, um, I'd love to help. Um, there's going to be lots of law, fun activities there as well, like bouncy castle, face painting, balloon tying, uh, lots of great food, entertainment, and lots of uh, raffles. And just uh, would love to get everybody to come together and help spread this word. Yeah. Because we all have families. We yeah. all have children that we know of or have. So um, uh, we should do this and get this uh, done. Yes. Get this exactly. cure. Exactly. You know, it's all about coming together. You know, no one, no one is alone. You know, there is, there is always someone out there that you can reach to, turn to. Um, well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Tanya. Um, I can't thank you enough. You've educated myself. You've given an <laughs> incredible, incredible uh, story that many mothers out there uh, hopefully can reach out to learn from and support you and Rob in this wonderful Steps for SIDS cause that you have that uh, obviously needs uh, many, many people to step up and support. Um, and so thank you uh, so, so much. And hopefully we'll have you back again, Tanya. And uh, I, I wish you the very best uh, I'm Salindran Buller, and you've Thank just you heard so. from Tanya on Real Moms. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much.